Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Matt Amabugle, a.k.a. Jack Jesus. He's a good dude. We met at Jason Street's event in, uh, in Austin, Texas a little while back, and we've stayed in touch since then. He's a rock star. He's a young dude, and he's just uh, he's living a life. I mean, I've always said I like to be a quality of life guy. How do I make money like I'm going to work every day without going to work every day? And he found it at a young age and just went after it. He's kicking butt, taking names in multifamily real estate. He's living for free. He's making money. He's got his expenses low. He travels the world with the dog. He has his dog flirt with girls for him on the beaches. He's lived in Paris. He lived all along the West Coast. He lived in Puerto Rico. He, you know, again, house hacks, lives for free. He's done it all. And he's bring stuff in and created a lifestyle for himself that he doesn't really have to worry about money. And he gets to just have experiences. And he's done that through keeping a positive mindset, taking action, and bringing in partnerships to help them take down a lot of these deals. So we dig into all that. It's a great podcast for anybody looking to scale down to maybe realize like, maybe I don't need all this stuff. And how do I simplify things and get my time back? It's a fantastic thing. And anybody starting out that's looking to scale up, I think this checks a box for a lot of different things. He has his own podcast, the Financial Freedom Fast podcast. He's got his own course now as well. Definitely check the show notes, connect with Matt. He is a good, solid dude. Really like this guy, great energy. Just cool as a cucumber. I think I sound like an old man when I said that, but cool as a cucumber. It's just, uh, you know, I like people that what you see is what you get. And he's definitely that guy. You know, we stayed in touch and uh, we just connected. And I think you guys are going to see why he's just genuine. He's likable. And he's a guy who's going out there and he's just kind of documenting his story. And he's just showing his journey from just a, a, you know, a young guy getting out of the logistical sales arena and wanting to make a better life for himself and just going after it and doing it. So I think you're going to see him over the years become more and more of a, a rock star on social media in the real estate circles and the business circles and the mindset circles. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think you're going to uh, remember him as one of the guys like, oh, I remember I saw that guy years ago on Nick's podcast. So definitely follow him. Definitely keep an eye on him and definitely connect with him as well. Because the more good people you can have in your circles, the better. And he gets my, my five-star seal of approval. Uh, great dude. Jack Jesus, Matt Amobile. Happy to have him on. So we talk about all different things from finding deals to getting your mind right, to how to fund them, to how he pulled out money out of these properties tax-free, how he bought in partnerships, some of the struggles he had, what it was like traveling the world, what he sees in people from living all over the world, hanging out with his dog, traveling around, uh, and then even taking down financing, analyzing and partnerships on his first deal that allows him to now live rent-free. If you're looking for a way to get food, clothing, shelter, water, and uh, have all the essentials in life and not have to have it come out of your own pocket, you definitely want to listen to this podcast and listen to what Matt has to say. So while you are enjoying Matt's fantastic content, don't forget the reason he comes on here is because you guys have to be paying your dues, which is the only fee for this show, is you just please connect. Go on nicknicknick.com slash links, L-A-N-K-S, and see all the ways you can listen and subscribe to this podcast, the A-Game Podcast on social media. If you type in Nick LaMagna, it should pop up. A-Game Podcast, it should pop up. If not, just click the direct links right where I have them on nicknicknick.com slash links. It's available everywhere. You can watch it. You can listen to it. Please subscribe. If you get a couple minutes, please leave a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And of course, while you're there, just follow us on social media. 
nicknick.com slash links. You can follow me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all those different things. You guys are scrolling all day on social media anyway. The way we still get great guests like Matt to come on and give you free information to learn from, to save you time, headaches, and money is by having you guys interact. So as I post clips from this podcast, I please ask, just like it, share it, tag somebody in it, leave a little, leave a little fist bump. If I'm not popping up in your algorithm, please search for me through that site and just like with something a little bit. So I start to pop up again because I know it does weird stuff sometimes. And while you're there, if you're looking for a free checklist on how to bring more buyers value, whether you're a broker or a wholesaler, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets. And of course, the big thing here is I want to do real estate together. So if you're looking to get into some deals, either DM me the word real estate or just text me directly 516-540-5733. 516-540-5733. Don't be shy. I don't bite. Just send the word real estate, and then we can start a conversation for if you're looking to buy properties from me, sell properties to me, or partner on some level, or just figure out where we would even fit in together. I would love to have that conversation with you. Shoot me a message. Thank you so much for coming on, Matt Amabile. Thank you guys so much for listening. Everybody have a great day. Matt Amabile, ladies and gentlemen, Video Game Podcast. All right. My guest today is a young multifamily female that I consider a friend. He got out of the logistics and sales industry and made his way to financial freedom through discipline, learning to live within his means, going after what he wants, keeping a really good positive mindset, surrounding himself with the right people and bringing in partners. It's my East Coast brethren fighting out of New Jersey, a.k.a. I believe John Lalonde has tagged you the jacked Jesus. Welcome to the A-Game podcast. Dog lover, travel enthusiast, multifamily real estate investor, Matt Amobile. Welcome, sir. Dude, Nick, thanks for having me on, bro. And and uh, you know, just well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that introduction, bro. That's huge, man. And uh, you know, I consider you a friend as well, bro. And you're one of those people that uh, you know, I got in the circles around that are are just performing at high levels. Um, I appreciate you and I'm excited to dig in today, bro. Yeah, dude, I, I really appreciate you keeping in touch. Some, sometimes I suck at uh, like answering stuff on different social media outlets and stuff, and you've always really good at just been staying connected. And it's cool. We're going to talk about masterminds and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I used to go in the room with the, with the, the mindset of let me go and try and like make friends with everybody there. And I realized like you just you just can't like it's good to come out of there with like two or three just like good new solid relationships. And I'm really glad that we stay connected, man. So I'm excited you have me on your podcast. We're going to talk all about that. You host the Financial Freedom Fast podcast. You've had some killers on there putting out a kind of ton of content. But for people who might not be 100 percent familiar with you yet, can you give a little bit about your backstory, who you are, where you came from? Yeah, man. So, uh, so Matt Amobile, I started, uh, started, you gave me a pretty good intro by the way, but, um, <laughs> so I, I started investing right out of college, came out of college with no debt because I, I took some strategic moves there, ended up not going to college and taking out huge loans, got, went to community college, saved money, did really well there, got awesome scholarships. So it, to go to other schools. So I came out with no debt, very fortunate in that, but that's also a testament to the hard work that I put in for school and the smart decisions I was making on, on the financial end there. Uh, but from that point on, I was more money driven. You know, a lot of my friends were going out to schools to party and they had this, they came out with this huge debt amount and it was a huge asset for me to not come out with a ton of debt. So <clears throat> at that point, I actually was like, let me go stack up some debt. So I went out <laughs> and uh, I, I had a credit card, um, had a girlfriend, 
and uh, went out to Europe for around a month and a half, took a trip out to Europe, and that cost me around $5,000 for that trip out to Europe. Got back from Europe, and the real world is about to begin now. Um, so working in the New York City area, um, you know, sleeping on my cousin's couch so I could save money, making $55,000 a year does not take you very far in the New York City area. So, um, yeah, sleeping on that couch to save money. And then, uh, you know, all goes to all goes to crap, really. And in one short time frame, I find out that, um, you know, I, I racked up some debt from this trip. Uh, my girlfriend breaks up with me and then I find out that my job's going to be having layoffs in the future. So kind of kicked into like panic mode. And I was also I had to be off that couch, my cousin's couch in two months. So everything all at once, dude, just a huge storm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's when I kicked it into high gear, started looking up personal finance books, books like rich dad, poor dad. Uh, that was the first one I read that really blew my mind. And then, uh, you know, got me into real estate investing shortly after reading that book, read other books, learned how to do some investing, bought a, bought a house hack four unit, huge project, this whole, uh, whole thing behind that it took a year and a half to do this thing but then after that i started working with partners scaling buying more real estate and uh it's gotten me to the point today where you know i i had this initial goal of five thousand dollars per month so i could go travel the world um I, I wanted to make that passively and i got to today around uh seven thousand dollars a month i got some other properties i'm buying that'll increase that um but you know got to that point quit my job went, traveled the world and uh, started a podcast, dude. So that is basically the last uh, six to eight years of my life, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's incredible, man. I love that. It's funny because when you said uh, I had a girlfriend and a credit card, it almost sounded like I was walking around with a loaded gun. <laughs> Such a bad <laughs> combination, dude. So I get it, though. So that's awesome, man. So a few things to, to touch on that that I think are awesome. I mean, uh, I think one of the most shouted out books on this podcast has got, it's, it's, I mean, everybody's got to be thinking everywhere. Rich that poor dad, you know, those two are like the, the two ones that get everything going. But I remember I was, I was reading that book and um, I can't remember most of the book, but the thing that stuck out to me that I took away from it, A, you could do real estate with no money, no credit, which I was like, well, that's, that's me right now. But right. the other thing that like clicked was, I, I forget the exact story, but it's something like he was going to buy a car, but then he realized he could buy a parking garage and the payments in the parking garage would sustain the car, the car payments. And then after the car was paid off, then he was still on the other thing. And just that whole asset versus liabilities and having your assets pay for your lifestyle. Cause I think like you probably the reason we get along is I've always been a quality of life guy. How do I make money? Like I'm going to work every day without actually having to go to work every day. Right. And I feel like that's what you've achieved. So but first part of that question is what do you remember exactly what it was in Rich Dad Poor Dad that kind of clicked for you that made you go, OK, this is what I want to do or this is how I can do something different? Yeah, dude, it was it, it was exactly that point that you talked about the assets versus liability. And really, the simple definition of an asset versus a liability is an asset puts money in your pocket every month and a liability takes money out of your pocket every month. And like. I think the thing that really hit home for me is my parents were always saying when I was a kid how their property, how their house was an asset. And I was my parents were always right, dude. When you're a kid, your parents are always 
right. Like, <laughs> unless you're you're like against them or, or something like that, you could realize that they're wrong on some things. But like in your head, they're in my head, they were always right. And then I read this book that like completely flipped that upside down because my parents owned this house and they were paying money for it every single month. And then they had their expense, their other expenses, the maintenance, the things you had to add on to the house, utilities. And they were the only ones that were paying that. So I was like, it just blew my mind that that is actually a liability. So what are assets and how do we put those in our, in our portfolio, in our lives, in our pockets to put money in our pocket every month? And then if we just get enough of those, there's enough of these things putting up money in our pocket every month. We don't need to go and do the work to put the money in our pocket. We just need to buy the thing that will put money in our pocket. That's awesome, dude. I, I love that. But most people will read that book and never do anything. And I think a, a mm -hmm. big difference between people that are successful or not is they just go out there and they take action with the concepts that they've learned. And I, I heard you like I, I always think it's so impressive because everybody has the same 24 hours. Everybody has the same excuses. And my buddy Addy Whitney, he's like, sometimes they're really, really good excuses. But what was what is it in you? Have you always had that thing where you just look at things and you take action? Was it the benefit of just being young enough that you weren't jaded by the things you can and can't do that you read that and believed I'm going to go do it? Because most people do. And then they come up with these excuses or, or they just have inaction. So have you always been like that? Or is that something that just kind of changed in you after you read that book? Dude, so honestly, the the funny thing about this is I am a lazy person. <laughs> and what is the like this may all seem like a bunch of hard stuff that I had to do to create this life, like buying the properties that I had to buy and like learning the things that I had to learn and making the connections I had to make to be able to buy these buildings, bringing capital to the table, like taking risk in certain areas that may all seem hard. But it was done in such a short period of time. What was harder to me was to imagine the next 50 years of my life working 40 hours a week, dude. So the lazy side of me said, dude, let's just figure out how to do all this stuff within an ex expedited amount of time. So the lazy version of me was like, let's just buy these things that are making that make money every single month and that should make us good. So I think there's that side of things, man. And there's also the side that I always, or I still have a, a very competitive edge to me. It's not as much um, as aggressive as my competitive edge used to be, but I always just wanted to be different. I always wanted to be a performer. I always wanted to stand out from the crowd. And I think that doing real estate and buying real estate young too, I think was just kind of a, a motivator for me. Like, Hey, this will, this will make me stand out. This is cool. Um, it'll put me ahead, right. In, in air quotations, like ahead of other people that are my age and like, really what is, what is ahead? Everybody's got their own relative version of their own life. So there is really no ahead of someone else, but that's kind of the mindset I was in. So I was like, I could get this done soon, but I would say, dude, the, my, my laziness in me inspired me to take the action to, make it so I could have a lifestyle where if I wanted to be lazy, I could just be lazy and, and lay around one day or five days a week, whatever it is. I love that, dude. That's uh, I mean, I, I understand that completely. That, that resonates with me. It's kind of like those, those short bursts. It's work hard to play hard, right? Right. Exactly.
Exactly. Oh, boom. Cool, man. So now when we look through this, the the mindset part of that, I, I like digging into that. But before we get into the mental side of it, break down like uh, a deal and any of them, whichever one you think is, uh, you know, something that's like relevant or a good learning lesson or maybe something that just is kind of fresh on top of a mind. A little bit about like how you found it, how you put it together and what the final result was. OK, so I'm going to talk about two deals and I'll make it quick so it's almost condensed like it is one. Uh, <laughs> the first deal I'm going to talk about is for anyone who's new. Uh, this is a, a house hack deal. So I bought a four unit property, um, did a huge renovation on this thing. And I live in one apartment and I rent out the other three apartments. So I live for free in this apartment. The total expenses on this place every single month are $2,200. It's actually $2,207 a month. And the income from the other apartments is 3,800, 3,800. So I'm, I'm making, I'm clearing around $1,600 a month and I get to live for free at this place. Why do I want, well, one, it's a killer deal. Awesome. Great deal point. But besides that point is if you can secure something like this at such a young age, you could set yourself up financially for the future. Like think about this financial base that I have now Maslow's hierarchy at the bottom. You've got your food, shelter, water, all that. So right now I've got shelter because I get to live for free basically for the rest of my life if I wanted to. I've got water because there's running water here that's paid for by the tenants. And I've got food because I'm clearing $1,600 on top of the other uh, expenses that I have at this place. So I could buy myself food. With this one building, I covered food, shelter, and water for the rest of my life. So it gives me a good financial basis and a lot of flexibility where if I run into a tight situation, I still have this backing me and I still have this financial base to sit on. So I've got that deal. And then, so that allowed me, this deal allowed me to graduate and start actually buying properties as fully investment. I'm not living in them um, and partnering with others. So I did some smaller deals, more two, three, four unit deals. And then my next big, my first commercial property that I ever bought, and I'm actually buying a five unit right across the street from it right now, appraisal. Um, I just had that today. But anyway, this six unit property, I found it off market by talking to an agent, literally just asked her, uh, hey, do you have anything off market? She's like, yeah, I actually have this property that's uh, coming in from this seller. Took a look at it. Um, secured secured buyers for it. So it was a, a we were buying it for six hundred thousand dollars. Based on my analysis, this was my first commercial property. I was seeing the value come in around a million or a little bit over a million on this on a six hundred thousand dollar purchase price, and it looked beautiful. I was like, man, this can't be real, but it it looks real. Um, so I started reaching out to people on Facebook, trying to find partners, doing all this work, ended up finding a guy with a mortgage brokerage. Uh, and so he knows his stuff. He knows appraisers. He knows what this thing is worth, brought them in, started working with them, built that relationship out. We ended up buying the building. So we split it 50, 50. Uh, they brought all the capital to close on this deal. This was a $600,000 purchase price. There was a $70,000 rehab and then around 30 in closing costs. So we're all in around 700,000. The building valued at 1.25 million. And so we're working through the refinance now, and that should give us a cash out around 950,000. And, uh, you know, we'll pull out 250,000 on a refinance check um, over what we have into the deal right now. And uh, yeah, man, it's, and I get 50%. Actually, I, 
we had some issues where they thought I should get less equity. I kind of underplayed that issue. I pushed myself down to 40%. Either way, they gave me a chance. They gave me a shot. So I backed down to 40% equity, still work with those partners, still like them. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that was, uh, that's a killer deal, rocker deal. And now we're buying a five unit right across the street. That's incredible, man. Congrats. And I think that's awesome. When you, when you talk about the partnership there, so obviously you're, you're finding the deal, they're bringing in the capital and stuff after you refinance it, are, is, is the ownership staying the same way? Are you guys both keeping it long-term for cash flow, And is there an exit built in? Yeah. So we're keeping it long-term and, um, the way I structure these, like I, I'm always looking for partners that have the same buying structure as I do. I am holding this thing for my entire life, unless it just makes absolutely absurd sense to sell this thing right now. So we all have that same mindset as well. Um, long-term hold play. And, um, you know, that's a importance of finding well-capitalized partners as well. Uh, so they don't run into a hard financial situation and need to be, um, you know, need to be recapitalized some, somehow by like emergency selling a building. Then you have to sell it at a discount and then you don't get your full equity out of all this work that you put in. So, yeah, um, long-term hold plays. But I mean, if you just buy really good deals, there's you're always guaranteed if, if it's a really good deal you're guaranteed to be able to sell it and not take an l on it or to be able to sell it and make some good money so i go in to every deal with a long-term hold basically infinite hold play um but if and when the time comes that we want to sell it there are the options there as well if you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner whether you're beginner intermediate or advanced any way you're looking to get in on residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. Dude, that is such gold. Anybody who didn't pick up on how important that information is, what one of the key things for picking a partner that you said was make sure that they have the same buying criteria as you and make right. sure that they have enough deep pockets that they never get stressed and now have to call you and try and force you to sell and take an L like that. That's right. huge there because people, I think a lot, especially now, a lot of, there were so many syndications I got uh, messages of people from and the numbers are just so tight and they're raising money from grandma and aunt Sally. And when they hit a pinch, they're going to want that money and then they can't go anywhere. So I think that's so smart, man. What you're doing there is fantastic. Yeah, man. I, those syndications, I mean, they're, they are tight. And I think there's a, a lot of, uh, we're seeing some heat right now in the market from, um, you know, some guys who have, who have capitalized pretty, uh, a, a pretty good amount on these deals, brought a lot of capital in and put themselves into, uh, 
heavy amount of debt and higher interest rate debt that is now coming due when they thought they'd be refining at a 4%, 5% interest rate. Now they're going to have to refi at like an 8%. And the DSCR loans, debt service coverage ratio loans, just aren't, they're not able to pull out as much as they were going to be able to do before. So now they can't get as much money. Now they're not returning capital and they have to do capital calls. They have to emergency fire sale. Like, it, you know, I think uh, there's some opportunity to be had in the market coming up. I love that, man. That's, that's such a great topic we can pivot on to. Uh, Tim Kalisa had him on my podcast recently. You should have him mm. on. I don't know if I'll link you up, but he's great. Mm. He always says there's opportunity and volatility. And I think what you just said is interesting. So it's a two-part question of what you just brought up. One, how are you running your numbers on your current deals to adjust for what's changing in the market? And then two, what are you, what are you seeing as far as like that opportunity, like you just said, is creating? Are you finding better deals right now? So I think the way that I have, and, and this is always how I've run my deals, but I am always being very conservative with my numbers. So if the rents are going to be, if, if I know what I can get in rents, I'll typically jump them down like 100 or 150, which is around 100 to 150 is around 10 to 15, uh, around 10% uh, or a little bit less decrease in what we'll get in the market. So I'll run my numbers very conservatively. I'll run my numbers with a higher interest rate. I'll run, I know that my area is selling at a 6.5 cap rate, but I'll run the cap rate at a 7.25, make sure it makes sense around there, make sure it makes sense at a 7 cap. So basically increasing the numbers that if you if you lower these numbers, it, it makes the value go higher. I'll increase those numbers. And the numbers where if you increase them, it makes the value go higher, I will decrease those numbers, you know, it, like decrease the rents, increase the other numbers and just make sure that that's looking good. And then always being upfront and honest with the capital that is being brought in. And that's the importance as well um, of bringing in people who know real estate. So a lot of the, the guys that I partner with, like I said, mortgage brokers, uh, lenders, um, uh, property managers, they know the volatility and the, on the financial spreadsheet of a market and real estate and how it works. They know that, you know, when markets are starting to tighten up a little bit and cap rates are, are going to move up a bit, like values can go down in the future. So we are not, when you're putting all that capital in, it's not guaranteed to come back. It's not guaranteed that the value is going to be there. If it is great, if it's even higher, even better. But there's always that opportunity to not pull that capital back. Like we are this um, this five unit we're buying right now, it'll be stabilized within two to three months. We could probably pull all of the capital back out of this thing within six months. Are we telling the the capital that we're bringing into this deal that we're going to be able to do that? No, we're, we're telling them it'll probably be a capital return within a, a, a two year time frame. Um, but I'd love to under promise and over deliver. Uh, and then what was the second part of your question? I missed that. Are you seeing a change that you're seeing some better deals out there now because of that volatility where people bought bad deals? Yeah, you know what, dude? Um, the So my market, where I invest, much lower uh, price, especially it's in northern New Jersey, 
but it's much lower priced than the rest of northern New Jersey. So a lot of people are still flocking here from we're an hour from New York City. So people are still flocking here because of the affordability. I'm starting to see people love the affordability. So I'm starting to see that tighten up. But yes, um, as we talk about investors coming in, I'm starting to see a lower take in actual investors coming in and buying up these deals. I'm starting to see stuff stay on the market a little longer, at least the bigger deals, the two unit, three units, those are still selling like hotcakes, no problem, like two days, they're gone. But the five to 12 units that are, you know, I think it's 600,000 to a $1.5 million purchase price and up. Those are sitting on the market longer and the numbers are still there and they make sense. So I think um, investors are getting scared because of, at least in this area, because of what they've heard is going on in other markets. But I think because we're so low, but below the median household price in the area, uh, we still have that demand that's rolling towards us. So um, I'm looking forward to the opportunities rolling in once, uh, once, uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to see any markets crash or anything go, anything go poorly, but you know, if, if investors keep backing out and I'll, I'll keep buying if the deals make sense. Dude, I love that for, again, anybody listening, that's such crucial information. I have made a lot of money over the years looking for markets that are within driving distance of major cities because of the affordability factor. You you being that close to New York City, your market's always gonna be good for stable cash flow because people are always gonna get priced out of that major market and wanna live somewhere affordable. You know, Even if it takes a couple of dips and valleys over the years, your long-term play, your real estate's very forgiving, dude. If you have the bad two or three years and 10 years, you're still gonna be looking real good on those. That's it, man, that's it. That's awesome, dude. So now pivoting a little bit. So two questions I had. I know we talked about travel mindset and uh, and bringing in partnerships and stuff. I know we met at a, a Jason Dries event, which he is more of a, a mindset guy. And, and I, I have this conversation often because new investors, all they want is like, hey, Nick, tell me how to run ARV. Tell me how to run a PL. Like, but they they don't realize like when guys like you and I talk, when we go to these masterminds, the highest level people like Brandon Turner, why, why does he need a mindset coach? Like why does Oprah Winfrey need a mindset coach? They don't realize that the stuff between the years is really the important things, but starting out people discount how important that is. So mm. talk a little bit about, about how you keep your mindset right. And maybe some of the things of why you invested or go to classes like that with a guy like Jason Dries, who's more of like a financial mindset guy than a mm. tactical guy. Yeah, man. And I, I think the tactical is important. That's what will get you the basis in in the beginning, at least. That, and that'll make you feel secure to be able to invest and get deals done. But then you'll I think you'll quickly realize that anything that can be done tactically is something that can be hired out and someone else can do it. And there's most likely actually there's definitely someone that can do the tactical stuff better than you can do the tactical stuff unless like unless it is your number one main thing that you are that is what you specialize in you're probably going to be able to hire out that tactical stuff sometime in the future so in the beginning it's important to learn it get your basis your knowledge on it but then after that it really becomes a play of like how big can i go and how far can i scale and you really only know how big you can go or think how big you can go from what you've seen and, and what you've done from what you've seen other people do and what you have done yourself. So like you don't even know that you could do way the person who has done the most in, in the world in whatever you do, if you're the 
if you like knitting and someone only can the best person in the world can knit 500 sweaters and you don't think you could knit 500 sweaters but you can't like if you open your mind up to the possibility that you might be able to knit 510 sweaters a day you are opening yourself to the opportunity to go and try that so I, mindset has been crazy to me because it's actually what allowed me to get into that first commercial deal. I never thought I could get into commercial deals. And now I'm seeing that the only thing that makes me and you different, Nick, like we've, we've got these like meat suits, these bodies that like we're walking around in, right. That realistically can like do just about the same things. And we all have the same time and all that. The only thing that's really different about each of us fully is like what is in between our our head so uh, like in between our ears what what is our brain what is our mindset saying like what are we saying about ourselves how is that affecting us one thing that like in the beginning of my career how i found my first four unit or at least that i attribute to that is something that i started in the beginning is affirmations i read this book called what to say when you talk to yourself and um that's by a guy named Shad Helmsetter. And that, uh, me starting saying these affirmations, I, I shit you not, dude. The next day after I started saying these affirmations, my dad said to me, he's like, hey, my friend has a four unit that uh, he's listing and wanted to know if you want to go see it. And let, like, I end up buying this place. Like, that is just from that. So I saw that. And, and really, affirmations, they're a way to change your mind. So then I kind of got on this whole thing of different ways to change your mind when the, you know, I, I do my meditation every day, just keeping this sane and on a growth track has become so important to me. So I put, I think most of the money that I spend now is spent less uh, on coaching is less tactical and probably like 90% mindset and uh, you know being able to pop new ideas into your brain i love that man i think that that's so relevant i've heard it before but like the, the most dangerous neighborhood in every city is right between your ears man mm. it's mm. we're all we're all our, our biggest uh, our biggest chances of failure and our biggest chances of success man so i love that stuff i got a lot and it's too because even like you saying i remember there was some things during the jason Dries event you know, like, like three days of that, sometimes you're like, okay, well, I feel like I got the point. And during it, I don't know if I appreciated it as much, but then when I was on the plane home, I was reflecting on some of the things that he was having us say and having us read and having us do. Mm. And for whatever reason, it just hit me on the plane on the way home. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, like that does make sense. Like when the smoke kind of cleared from the event and like you didn't have right. everybody else around, it sunk in and it, it definitely changed me. I was like, wow. And I can't argue, like you said, after that, I started seeing more opportunities. I started feeling different. I started looking at things different. And I was like, man, that's what it is. You know, like maybe it doesn't sting you initially, but it will. Like if you let those things sink right. in and once it's in there, you can't get it out, man. And I think that that's the great thing to build on. Yeah. And, and if you don't, uh, uh, another point I wanted to make there is like, so let's just say you have this conversation, you learn this new thing in, in mindset, and it opens up a new area in your brain. Nothing will come to you. No, like nothing will uh, come to you if your mind is not open to it. If you're not open to yourself getting a 200 unit apartment complex, that's not going to come to you. Like if you literally do not think and do not uh, even 
fathom yourself having a 200 unit apartment complex come your way, you won't even notice it when it does. So when your mind is open to these things and you're, you're crystal clear on what you want and you focus in on these new opportunities, you'll start seeing the, whatever you call it, the universe, God, Shakti, whatever it is, it starts bringing all these things your way, bro. I love that, man. So last thing before we uh, get into your podcast and stuff, talk about the travel, man, because I loved watching your your social media when you were traveling the world with your dog. Dude, like to me, that's what it's all about. Like, forget the girl from the credit card. Get me my dog and let, let me go to Europe and run around for a month or two. Dude, yeah, man. So uh, so uh, when I quit my job, I went out to Oregon. That was like my first stop. My sister lives out in Oregon. So Took a trip out there, um, you know, went camping in the Redwoods in California, drove down there, like went out to all these different sites and historical places, like just taking my dog with me. I flew her on the on the plane with me um, in a in a kennel down below. And then since then, I've gotten her onto a, into like a, a service dog level uh, dog. So now she can fly with me directly in the cabin. But like, it, it's just so amazing and so freeing when you're out there in the world, uh, getting to travel. So anyway, I did, uh, I did the West coast for about a month. I, uh, I went out to Puerto Rico for a month, learned how to surf was amazing. My dog running on the beach while I'm out there surfing, my dog would go and, and, uh, and make friends with the girls. So when I came off the beach <laughs> from surfing, like got, the, I go, oh, sorry about my dog messing with, uh, you know, oh, we love her, you know, and, and the conversations there. And then I went out to Europe, <laughs> um, brought uh, brought my uh, brought my pup out there, went to Paris, went to Barcelona, had a good time. The the main thing I like about travel is I don't travel just to say, oh, let me go travel and and do that. like. I'm going to see a new world, but a new world that I'm seeing is also a new expansion of my mindset because it's a place that I have not yet experienced. And new experiences changing up your day to day from from the lackluster, the the same habits that you're rolling through. You go there and you are you're the same person that got on the plane when you left and you're the same person that gets off, but now you're in a new place and you have to create an all new, uh, all new skills, all new habits to, to make yourself grow. So you grow as you're there. So you can grow to be okay with the area and, and seeing the area and, and all that stuff. So I love travel for, for growth, uh, new mindset growth, all that. I think it's an interesting thing that I, I talk to people that travel a lot and I don't know how much social media has changed and I got to assume it's played a role, but I remember like the years and years and years ago, right. you would think like, Oh, Indianapolis, you know, Boise, Idaho, like it's all Kansas city, Missouri. It's just cows and farms. And then the more you start to see like on social media now, you're like, Oh wait, that town looks like every downtown. It looks like every city. They have a Walmart, they mm. have a Starbucks, they have this, that. And then you start to see the people are kind of all the same. And my theory has been that over the years, the same way that the country's kind of connected, which I think is a major reason why the real estate markets that have been like suburban have blown up across the country because people see mm. that like there's right. intelligent life outside New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. But right. that part that I think is going to expand eventually to the rest of the world because I think that there's still that stigma of like, okay, well, now I get it. Like people in Indiana are just like people in New York, but people in Israel, people in Switzerland, like they're different. They're like, 
hear what I see on CNN. And right. I think bridging that gap when you go out there and you experience things and you realize it's not really like that, it shifts the way you look at the world, look at yourself and look at people. So what is something you've learned about people as a whole from traveling now all over the world and meeting people from all different shapes and sizes and locations? Dude, it, it really is that we are all human beings, man. And we're all really thriving for we're all really thriving for connection and relationships and to build together and to make ourselves into the best people that we want to be and for growth. Like inherently, we're all searching for the same exact things. Like if you can go over to another country and be friends, there's such a stigma about Paris. Like Parisians hate uh, Americans that come over. And, and like the first time I went to Paris, never experienced that. So I went there and stayed for a month and a half to try and prove to myself, maybe that's not <laughs> the truth. Dude, they, they're just people, man. And they love us. Like they love, they love good people, you know, like good people like good people. And, and, you know, that's kind of going to be the same exact thing. I think across almost the entire world. And obviously I can't say that completely because I haven't been there and I haven't experienced it, man. But, uh, you know, I think we're all human beings searching for growth, searching for purpose and searching to, to build, build relationships and, and have experiences with other people. And, uh, you know, I think it's so beautiful to see when, when you go out there and making friends out there doing all that stuff, man, it's, it's awesome. Dude, that was so well said. That was a fantastic answer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I love speaking you, about Nick. Speaking about, I love you too, sir. Thinking about making connections and building relationships now. Let's talk about the Financial Freedom Podcast. Let's talk about the coaching platform you have now to get people in the mindset of doing real estate and in the tactical side of doing real estate. Talk about all things Matt Amabile. Yeah, man. I, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up, man. Uh, Financial Freedom Fast Podcast. It's... Uh, daily during the, the weekdays, at least podcast. So five days a week, ripping podcasts, got millionaire guests coming on every single week doing got not just guys who are doing real estate, guys who are buying laundromats, guys who are buying self storage, uh, car washes, uh, you know, Airbnb, different like business models, all this different the ticket resales, all these different types of ways to make money in the world that can help you reach financial freedom fast. And, you know, it, it is also a, a bit about like, how do we keep our expenses low as well? Like, how do we keep our mindset in the right space that like we, as we grow our income and as we grow our net worth, we don't need these super big fancy things. It's the life that we are going after. It's the freedom. It's that freedom that we all want so like that's the reason why i buy it i drive a 2005 honda civic dude i don't need people to think i'm cool because i'm driving a car man i i need people to think i'm cool because when i get out of the car i talk to them and they think i'm cool <laughs> you know so um so my my podcast focus a lot on ways that people have built up financial freedom and a lot of the mindset that goes behind it. And then off of that, I've, I've uh, been building out. I, so I just launched my, my course on scaling with partnerships, how to find partners, underwrite partners and work with the right people. So you can be buying real estate with no money out of your own pocket and doing deals. You could realistically do this with 
no experience. As long as you're able to bring one of four things from to the table, I like to say you need time, capital, knowledge, and a deal to do real estate. So if you could bring time, knowledge, and a deal, you could bring get somebody to bring capital. But the trick is to get somebody to bring capital and some knowledge or a little bit of time, maybe a little bit of both. And then you'll have a really good relationship with that person. So my course focuses a lot around that. And I also built out a, a community with that, with a bunch of people who are looking to do the same exact thing. And my idea for this community is to have people. So there's people coming in with capital and there's people coming in who are learning my structure of finding deals. So now in this community, we're going to have a, a, a basically a sheet that says, Hey, I have this much capital. And this on the other side of the sheet is going to say, Hey, I have this deal that has this structure and we're looking for this and this is what I can do. And this is what I'm looking for. So it's being able to partner people, to, people up to get some awesome inner community deals done, uh, teaching others, building, uh, building goals out with people, man. I'm so excited to see where, where, where I take this community, where we get it to go to. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's what I got going on, on the, on the brand side, the, uh, the Matt Amabile, the financial freedom fast side. That's awesome, man. So how do people find the podcast? How do they find out about the course? What's your best socials to connect on? Yeah, best social is going to be Instagram uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's Matt Amabile, M-A-T-T-A-M-A-B-I-L-E. And also, if you just search Matt Amabile uh, on the podcast app, it will show up with my podcast. But on Spotify or Apple, it's Financial Freedom Fast Podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to that. So right after Nick's episodes, you can, you can listen to my episodes. So you, uh, you don't get run dry. That's awesome, man. And for anybody listening, obviously in the show links, I'll have all the notes to connect with you, connect with your podcast, connect with the course, all of that fun stuff, man. You've been a stud. I have one more question before I let you go that I think was really cool. So I remember you were saying, I think the, the first three books you read that, that really like inspired you. One of them was rich dad, poor dad. I, f I forget the other one, but then the, the third one or one of the first three was the Michael Blank book. Mm. And then I heard you on Michael Blank's podcast, which he came on <laughs> here. He was so cool, man. What a cool guy. Like really awesome. Yeah. Dude. Straightforward information presents this really well. But what was it like to have that come full circle of like, this is the guy that wrote the book that got me in and now I'm being featured on this podcast? Dude, it is. I've had a bunch of full circle moments recently and it, it really is a amazing, man. It, it's just incredible to have uh to go on his podcast also to have him on mine and i just went on like the bigger pockets money podcast also and that's like that's a podcast that i've been listening to for years to build up the money habits and and the ideas and the knowledge that i have in my head to be able to do what i'm doing and and i remember like two three years ago like sitting in aldi walmart or like aldi parking lot because i shopped at aldi and i still do uh to save money on groceries because bigger pockets money told me to do that and like yeah. just list i remember specifically remember sitting in that parking lot and being like i'm gonna get on this podcast someday somehow uh, and I was like, it's probably easier if I do it while I'm younger because I'll have a better story. So I was like, let's just get this stuff done, man. And, and you know, it, it came full circle. It happened. And now it's like, all right, that's cool. What's next? Let's build from here, dude. So, uh, yeah. And, and uh, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you bringing that up. And for anyone listening, um, 
20% off of my course price for anybody who comes in. I think I made a code for uh, for the A-Game podcast. I think it's like Nick25, N-I-C-K 25. So anyone who I does that, that, yeah, man, that's uh, that's for you you and your listeners, brother. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, man, thanks. Thanks for having me Dude, on. Dude, thank you. This has been awesome, man. I really appreciated it. This made my day. This was such a good conversation, my dude. I could talk to you all day long. I hope to run into you again very soon at either BPCon or one of the events that's coming up, man. We got to link up and see where each other's going and uh, definitely cross paths. If not on the road, then in the hometown of that New York, New York, New Jersey area next time I come into town. But any final thoughts before I let you go for the day? No, man. Uh, just just keep doing what you're doing, whatever you're doing, whether it's real estate or anything else. Just keep keep your head down. Know what your goal is and and keep working towards it, man. And and I already said it during this podcast, but uh, I love you, Nick. I love you, too, sir. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I think you're awesome. I think your dog's awesome. I think your social media is awesome. I've had a blast coming on, sir. You bring an A-game to everything you do. This has been no different. You brought your A-game to this podcast, a.k.a. Jack Jesus. Everybody, thank you so much, Matt. <laughs> Have a great day, man. You're the best. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you.